Is this thing on? Hey y'all, it's Chelsea and you are listening to the Black and PhD-ish podcast. Here we talk all things grad school, all things PhD programs, and all things academia from the Black student's perspective. I hope you can find a little nugget in each episode to take with you. Now let's go! Hey y'all, sorry for the wait, but cheers for those who are listening. I have a glass in my hand. It could be Sprite, it could be gin, it could be water, or it could be gin and Sprite. Hmm. I don't know, but cheers anyway, and I hope you've got a glass for this one because we are celebrating Toast up, glass up, everything for us because we made it through yet another semester. And I'm so happy and I'm so proud. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> for me, this is the the end of my third semester in grad school. So now I've made it through one and a half years of grad school crazy like seriously crazy but you know they do what gave me hope from the beginning was that everybody told me it was going to get easier as you go along I will not say that it gets easier I will say that you incur different challenges you know like there are just new things that you need to overcome so for me (laughs) this semester um you know it was a lot of overcoming myself and realizing that I really do have this and I really can do this you know um last semester and last year particular like particularly I took three classes each semester which in grad school world is a lot of classes and a lot of work um on top of TAing as well as research assisting um so I had to really really manage my time really really well uh, this semester is still the same challenge uh, because my classes did require a lot of work. Semester, even though I took um, less classes than I have been taking, uh, so the goal was to be focusing on my thesis and working through that. Um, not super successful at that. I did uh, gather a lot of literature as I was doing over the summer, and just I think that you know I was kind of overthinking the process required for my department. For me, I don't really, uh, for the research proposal, that's the stage that I'm in right now, I don't have to have too much stuff at this point. So I think that in reading and having all of my literature compiled, when I move on past the proposal stage, I will be in a really good position to just go ahead and knock out the literature review for my thesis. So I'm feeling really good about that. So yeah, two classes. I thought I was going to be able to focus more on my thesis, but my classes definitely took up a lot of my time. Um, and I really wanted to give my best foot forth for my classes and learn as much as possible. So it really is a thin line, you know. Um, and so the classes that I took this semester were advanced stats and participatory research methods. Now, <laughs> participatory research methods was a really, 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 really great class. Um, and it is definitely in line with how I would like to conduct research in the future. Um, so with participatory research methods, 
Uh, we learned about the principles of working with varying communities um, and actually not just working with them, but actually including them into the research process. So this means um, they may be included in even developing the question and analyzing and how you reach out to participants. There's so many different ways to involve communities into your research. Um, and there's like a spectrum of, you know, you don't have to be completely com community participatory. You can have some aspects that include the community uh, that makes sense for your research question or objectives. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that class and learning the plethora of methods that I didn't even know existed uh, to engage in research with communities. For my research, I really do want to include community perspectives into how I am engaging in research from the very beginning, not just at the ends or at the beginning, but from each step going through the research process. I want to have or to be able to include varying communities into that, whatever that research might look like, because right now <laughs> my research interest is centered around media and socialization. And so I'm not sure exactly how the community fits into that. And I think that has been my biggest struggle in um, really solidifying a research topic for me was because, you know, I really do have an investment into the community. And I'm just like, how, what is the thing that I'm passionate about that is relevant to the community, particularly thinking about people's experiences in their homes, um, as well as poverty. So like thinking about those things and I'm like, you know, media and socialization doesn't feel or seem as important. Um, and it's like, who, who, uh, who does that matter for? But as we are getting into a more digital age, and I know that I have grown up in the digital age and I feel like that's why I'm so drawn to it. And I realize how much it has affected me and has shaped my very being. Um, so I want to understand more about that from the developmental perspective. Um, and as we are just delving deeper and deeper and deeper into this media and digital age, uh, where all of us get a chance to tell our story. Nobody, anybody could be a celebrity now. Like, and so that really interests me. And, you know, seeing the varying pathways uh, that people choose and can go down, um, it's just like, I feel like it has something, it's affecting our developmental stage in life right now. And I think it's true for a lot of people. And, um, you know, the research is definitely pointing in that direction. Um, and media certainly has a lot to do with our perspectives and shape some of them. So I really do want to delve more into that. I won't talk too much about my research interests at this time, uh, but that's just a little dabble into what I'm looking at. Um, but, you know, I just wonder where does the community fit into it? And I know that it'll fall into place when it's time, um, but I, I just really do, I really do want to make sure that I'm talking about and addressing the issues that are really important to marginalized communities. And so that's what I think it was my barrier was because I really do want to help and put research out there that is specific to marginalized communities. Um, and so, hmm. but thinking about it now, I'm like, I'm starting to see some connections between media and socialization and its effect on marginalized populations. So stay tuned. Anyway, um, let me get a sip of my drink, child. Okay. So, stats. Um, 
stats is stats, <laughs> you know? I took a stats class last semester, and this was the last stats class in my sequence for my program. Um, you know, we did multi-level modeling. We did, like, regressions and stuff like that, missing data. We also learned how to cluster analysis. The cluster analysis I really, really liked. Uh, we did learn the principal component analysis um, and logistic regressions. So... Oh, and as well as we did dyadic, uh, in the multi-level modeling, we did dyadic and longitudinal. So we were we learned how to work with either a dyadic data set um, and a longitudinal data set using multi-level modeling, um, which was quite interesting. Uh, not a very easy test, but we got through it, and I'm really happy and I'm proud of myself. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm not really stats particularly, not really stats person um I'm not really a quantitative researcher I'm more of a qualitative researcher so weird like it's like you have to declare that identity status in in grad school it's like oh yeah I do qualitative research oh yeah I do quantitative research okay okay girl but anyway (laughs) um I focus I do qualitative research at this time I'm not opposed to quantitative I really like the cluster analysis um, I can see myself using that in the future because you can cluster different groups and then you can run um, tests and identify how each group is affected differently by whatever you're running, by the different variables you're running. So for me, I think it can be useful in the future. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> um, but I, but I, what I did learn from stats is that, you know, there are a number of things, right? Like, as a researcher, if you're not a statistician, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you're not in, like, STEM or anything, I mean, even then, you still can consult other people um, to make sure your stats are right, to run, or to help you run a different kind of test that you might not be familiar with. Uh, So, and that's the thing, because a lot of people, they'll use data sets that they're very familiar with and have already cleaned up, so it's not as much of a task to... um, analyze data but when you're given a new data set that you're not familiar with that you have to clean up you have to put in some measures and all of those other things um where you also where you also have to consider um you know reverse codes and all of those things so yeah like it may seem really hard for a class with data that is not exactly perfect um in the way that it would be perfect if you were actually doing it for yourself because um, if you were, you would be more familiar with the data again, and you would have a sense of how to code the data. Um, and it might already be done. Um, so that's the thing. Like you know, the, and those things take a lot of time. Um, and in a class, it kind of it can work against you. Um, when you're analyzing, and you might even think that you're not even good at it when that's not necessarily the case, you know, it's just not a very, um, it's not, it doesn't create a real situation for managing a stats, for managing stats in your paper. Um, so yeah, and it's just like, you know, as a researcher, you have, you know, I wouldn't say you have a year, but sometimes a paper might take you a year, you know, before it's even done. You know, you submit an abstract before your paper is fully written. So it's like there are things that our classes require perfection, but the space of academia is a little bit more flexible than the coursework. 
might suggest. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I guess it's a really good practice to get into working under pressure, I guess. I don't know. Um, but really just pushing you to learn the material, I guess. Um, <laughs> but and also like, you know, like I said, like stats, you can consult other people to help you run a different test. It might be like, you know, a test you're not familiar with. There's so many ways. Like you don't have to be perfect at it at the during grad school because you will improve and you will get better at the test that you run because you're going to start running tests and you're going to or running stats and you're going to be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to use to run to do my analysis because this is relevant to my research. Um, so, yeah, but for me, I like qualitative data and I look forward to I'm doing grounded theory next semester and I'm so excited. I look forward um, to delving into that. Last last semester, I did qualitative methods, um, which was, it was ethnography. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said that again, but it was ethnography because um, the class was called qualitative methods, colon, ethnography. My brain is weird. Um, but yeah, uh, ethnography, last semester, this semester, grounded theory. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but yeah, like overall, I'm just really proud of myself. I got through the semester. Um, I started off really good, you know, and then towards the meaning by really good, <laughs> I was, you know, going to campus every day at about nine, 10 o'clock at the latest, um, knocking workouts, you know, doing everything, you know, during the week, during a nine to five period. But as the semester got, you know, kept going and it got colder, uh, so did my movements. My movements got slower and slower. And, you know, like I know we talked all about how to combat sad season, but girl uh, and boy, uh, <laughs> whew, um, I don't know. Like, you know, I just need to it didn't it didn't. I wouldn't say that, I would say that I didn't take the advice that I gave everybody else. I literally, I did take my vitamins, I will say that, but I was not giving myself enough sunlight. I know that for sure. And I could tell that that was a big part of the difference. So yeah, I was taking most of my vitamins, um, but I definitely was not giving myself enough sunlight and I definitely was not exercising. Um, so yeah, like... New Year's resolution. <laughs> Here we come. But, you know, what I realized, I think one of my biggest lessons this year, this semester in life, y'all, is things don't change until you do. Like, and so I have to figure out, like, what is it going to take? Like, you know, I really want to make sure I'm more consistent with you all. But because I don't give my, I, I I get slow, you know, like everything takes time. And it's like, I can't put so much energy um, into this when I have school stuff. But it's like, if I plan efficiently, like I did plan, I would have time. So I think that's really important. Another thing, like we can make, and this is a real moment because it's like, we can make all of these plans and you, you guys have seen a lot of my plans, but it's just like, okay. Are you doing it? How much are you keeping up with it? You know, it's really easy to start, but to keep going when sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's working, like you got to just keep going because it's not going to work right away. It might not even work tomorrow. It might not even work in 30 days. 
but you give up on the 31st day and your breakthrough was on day 33. Your breakthrough, you give up on day 44 and your breakthrough was on day 45. Like you don't know. So, and I think that's, I'm talking to myself, I'm ministering to myself right now. But this semester, all in all, was really good, you know, and I did have improvements. Uh, and I see that, and the improvements that I did have shows me that I'm capable of even more improvement, of even more improvement that I'm looking for or want. Um, and it's like, I will also say this. I can be quite hard on myself, you know, like I think I'm doing like to the average person, everything might be great, but it's just like to me, I know that there's more that I want to do um, and I want to put myself in the best position to do so. So this year we're really grinding. The semester was good. And I think that my biggest takeaway from this semester is that things don't change until you do. Another lesson that I learned this semester is to stay as long as you can. Like, so for me, I'm so quick to like give up or like, you know, be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to work anymore. But I've learned that I never regret the extra work that I put in. And I always regret not putting in more work when it's time and I see I turn around I'm like oh my gosh I have all this work to do when I could have done chopped away at it a little by little and just stayed there longer stayed at my desk longer stayed on campus longer read longer you know uh, to make tomorrow easier so I really just want to work on like these three things you know change only happens when you do Stay as long as you can. Don't give up. And three, do what you say you're going to do and hold yourself accountable to that. And I think that for me, I don't hold myself accountable for what I say I'll do. I'll do it and I'll be like, "Ah, I'll rationalize why I'm not going to do it or I just won't even address it in my mind. I'll block it out. And I won't lie. I was a very disciplined child. It's like, baby... My middle school had, we had a 95 to 100 was an A. And you you wasn't telling me I wasn't going to have all A's on my report card just because it was a 95. Um, and I did. And I became the valedictorian. And I was like, because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I studied day and night to get it done. Um, same thing in high school. I struggled for some of high school. I went to a private high school um, and I didn't know a lot of things um, coming from a charter school. And so I'm like, you know, I'm struggling to get through it, but I got through it and I really worked hard to do it. So it's like, you know, I know I'm no stranger to hard work. I know I can do it, you know. And so I think that my first year I was definitely burnt out from all of my years of school. This year, I feel I'm getting back into that that flow of like really loving school again. Because I really do want to love school again because it is nothing like I love learning. Like, and I don't want um, the institution of grad school to make me hate learning, <laughs> you know, because I really do love it. And 
it's really important for us to remember what we love about learning, what we love about being in grad school, all of it, like, you know, and we can do it. Not only can we do it, we will. And so stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, um, we'll probably be talking about the new year because it'll probably be the new year, okay? Um, but anyways, child, happy holidays, happy winter breaks. Give your families, friends, cousins, brothers, hugs, y'all. Embrace all the love during this time um and i can't wait to hear what you think about this episode bye thank you for listening to the black and phd ish podcast be sure to follow us on instagram at black and phd ish on all social media networks and if you're interested in books follow my bookstagram at the writer's seat i hope to see y'all there and i hope to see you next time have a good week y'all all right bye